You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. I am Clint. Welcome back to Locked On Bulldogs and Locked On Podcast Network. We're here to talk about the final thoughts we have for Kentucky before we do the early kickoff tomorrow, Daniel. Uh, is your is your smoked queso uh, recipe on lockdown, or will that ever be brought out again after the Alabama week? No. Um, full disclosure, mix things up for the Alabama game. Tried everything. Pulled out all the stops. Tried everything, y'all. Tried everything. Turns out the problem is not on my end. <laughs> turns out, turns out I'm fine. <laughs> I'm not responsible for us losing. So mm. I don't check yourself. Mm-hmm. It's just a everyone. Everyone's responsible here. Everyone do a do a quick evaluation. If you feel the need to uh, mix some things up, then mix them up. But uh, everything seems to check out on my end, so uh, I'll be going back to regularly scheduled programming this Saturday. Looking forward to it. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Daniel and I are uh, fans first and foremost, which means we have all sorts of rituals we do on Saturday, and we have all sorts of feelings and thoughts and hot takes, cold takes, Barrett Salee takes on this team uh, for UGA for football and basketball. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. We are not insiders or gurus. We are fans first and foremost. So if you think we're anything else, Sorry to disappoint you, not sorry. Uh, we care about your fandom and our fandom, which means that we will continue to make this podcast for fans by fans, Daniel. That's correct. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for downloading. Subscribe to the podcast. We are here five days a week, uh, Monday through Friday. We'll be here all next week breaking down the Kentucky game for a half a minute and then getting into the biggest game of the season. <laughs> Next Saturday, uh, get your buckets ready, get your mind right. Uh, it's the big one next week. So a fun week of shows uh, coming up next week. Lots to talk about, about the worst team in college football uh, unequivocally. And I mean worst, not just in terms of football skill, but uh, in terms of moral character. The Florida Gators uh, coming up next week. So we'll be here every day next week to break that down. So subscribe subscribe to the show. Uh, if you like the show, leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate those greatly. Email us, LockdownBulldogs at gmail.com. Twitter is at Dogs Podcast. You can follow us or message us on there. We'd love to hear from you and talk with you uh, about all of your takes, opinions, comments, or questions. Uh, today's Fact or Fiction Clint. So right. we're going to jump into a few uh, a few topics. We're going to uh, some of them are going to be Kentucky related. Some of them are going to be full season, full team related. Uh, so I'm going to let you jump out of the gate with this first one, Clint. Where do you want to start? Here's where I want to start. I want to talk about the offense, as we all want to talk about the offense. I want to talk about the emergence of somebody that has really shined, and maybe, not maybe, the notice that was given last week to one Jorge Pickens. And there's going to come a point where I don't want to use your first name, Jorge. Don't don't make but me we, call you but George. Will. But I will. I will call you George if it means... What I think it means that you are not playing up to what we expect from you. So, Daniel, here's my question to you. Fact or fiction, Jorge Pickens will lead this team in yards caught, reception yards, by the end of the year. That is straight fiction, Clint. That is a fictional 
fairy tale of a statement. We all believed that George Pickens would uh, lead this team in receiving yards. I believe that he would break the single season <laughs> receiving yards record. That's right. At the University of Georgia. Through four games, George Pickens has 13 catches for 140 yards. Hmm. So. Hmm. That's not great. So he only needs 360 receiving yards this game. Okay. To be on pace for 1,000. Oh. For the season. If he gets 360 yards this game, Clint. Instead, he'll get 60 this sure. game. And he'll be on pace for 400 receiving yards. Uh, meanwhile, Kyrus Jackson already has 323 yards receiving. Nice. I expect him to continue to be targeted. Kyrus Jackson will lead this team in receiving yards. Doesn't mean Jorge is not the most talented wide receiver. Again, a lot of coverages get rolled to him. And again, there's a quarterback who struggles to get the ball on the outside a little bit, get hmm. the ball down the field a little hmm. bit. And so uh, wide receivers like Kiaris Jackson and Demetrius Robertson. Oh, wait, no, I'm joking. Kiaris Jackson only um, and Jermaine Burton are going to uh, are gonna thrive more as long as Stetson Bennett IV is at the helm, I believe. Uh, this is straight fiction, and this is kind of our point. If you thought before the year that Horry Pickens was our best offensive weapon, raise your hand. Daniel and I have our hands raised, okay? Sure. Uh, turns out— As do all of you. As, I was just going to say, as, as do you, the, the nation of UGA fandom in totality, and yet, Daniel, here we are— our best wide receiver on the field production is Kyrus Jackson, and it's not even close. So he will lead this team in reception, in receiving yards, more than likely in touchdowns by the end of the year. Uh, and Jorge has all the talent in the world and uh, hope something clicks, and I hope the quarterback play and him click on a greater level going forward. Uh, that is that is what the truth of the matter is. So if you expect anything else— not to say Jorge's not going to have a big big game or two. Oh, he's sure. going to have some. He's going to have some breakout games. He's going to have a hundred yard last year. He's going to have a hundred yard receiving game. He's going to have a game where everything comes together. But um, yeah, he he's not going to be the alpha wide receiver on this team. Again, nothing to say about his talent or nope. his future prospects. But uh, he's just simply not going to lead this team in receiving yards. Maybe, Daniel, the problem is that he has a wall that he needs to break through, and no one has given him... a little him, bit of a wall. Nobody has given him a built go. Maybe that's the problem. Mm. Have we considered such that's a thing? That's probably the problem. That I sounds... In fact, now that I'm thinking about it, uh -huh. I can't even conceive of anything else that would be the problem. I, I can't either. Good. I'm glad we're on the same page. Uh, if you have a wall that you need to break through, uh, go ahead and grab yourself a locked or I'm sorry, a Built Bar Go. This Built Go is a fantastic pace that is an energy uh, a smoothie in a packet to go. This energy bar in a smoothie form is going to go ahead and give you five hours of energy. It's high in vitamin B. They have fantastic flavors. Honey peanut butter is our go-to. Uh, it's going to give you protein. It's going to give you energy for pre-workout, post-workout, or whatever solution you need to break through your walls. This is it. If you go to builtbar.com, enter the promo code locked on, you'll get 20% off your order. Builtbar.com, go to built go, get them, get yourself some energy packets. You'll be good to go the rest of your day. Uh, and you'll get 20% off your order. Let's go. 
Clint, that's the thing is sometimes life just feels like it's go, go, go all the time, doesn't mm. it? It just feels it like feels you never stop going all week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. There's just there's expectations. You've got meetings. You've got deadlines. You've got family. You've got um, responsibilities, uh, social obligations that you've got to get to. It feels like you go, go, go all the time. If you feel that way, we feel that way. Sometimes you just like to hit a reset button that's when you reach for Coors Light because it is made to chill there's only one beer that is literally made to chill and that is Coors Light it is Rocky Mountain refreshment as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies perfect for any moment to unwind Coors Light is cold lagered cold filtered cold packaged and as we said made to chill if you're sitting on the couch watching your favorite team if you are uh, maybe maybe you're mowing the grass, mm. rock one of those cup holders on the uh, on the lawn. That's a new. That's a next level game right there. That's a moment to chill right there. All of a sudden, cutting the grass becomes a moment to chill. You turn any moment into a moment to chill when you grab a Coors Light. It's the one we reach for when you want to hit the reset button. Reach for the beer that's made to chill. To get Coors Light in its new look delivered straight to your door, door, go to get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly Coors Brewing Company Golden, Colorado. This next one, Daniel, is going to hit a little close to home. Uh, and I think it's it's oh. time we realize what's happening here. Is it, is it time? It's time. Here's my question to you. Fact or fiction? Zamir White will be the third running back in rotation this week. Kenny McIntosh is injured. We don't know his expectation. We said on the pod on Wednesday, we expect him maybe fourth or fifth in the pecking order with this game and with his injury, with the uh, uh, idea of the outlook for the rest of the season. So will Zamir White be third on the rotation? Uh, Fiction. He will start this game and he will finish second on the team in carries. In this game. So no matter how you define rotation, the answer right. to that is fiction. Zamir White will not be third in anything this uh, I think there's a chance James Cook starts the game for us on the first series, but there's an equal chance Zamir White is that starting running back in the rotation when the offensive unit gets out there completely agree and yeah especially with this week cook's going to go ahead and get his catches his receptions as well as carries but zamir is going to get probably you know second on this team in carries handoffs yes how about by the end of the year daniel does your does your outlook change if i say by the end of the year let me let me say this i think the answer to that is i don't know if it's fact or fiction, by the end of the season, where Zeus will fall in the pecking order. But let me say this. I think there's an equal chance that by the end of the season, Mm -hmm. Zamir White is third in the running back pecking order. And I think equal to that is the chance that by the end of the season, you and I are jumping on a podcast saying... Boy, do you remember in the middle of the year when mm. we were really down on Zamir White? Mm. We were horribly, horribly wrong about that. I think if you are if you're looking to buy tickets to the Zamir White is not good at football any like at all 
party, then I, I just don't know if that's a party you're going to want to be at because it it's it very well could be that Zamir White is going to get it going. He's going to get some things figured out and he's just he's going to break a few runs and all of a sudden things are going to look drastically different for him than they do right now. I'm not I'm not out on Zamir White. I am in on Kendall Milton, Clint. How many things at the very least can be true at the same time? Uh multiple. Yeah. We're going to go with at least two. Mm-hmm. This podcast is famous for pointing out. So, I can be in on Kendall Milton, and I can also be in on Zamir White. Um, so that that's that's currently my position. So I'm going to say I'm going to put my money on fiction. By the end of the year, Zamir White will not be the third string running back on this team. I think there's an equal chance that he breaks out, and Kendall Milton is the is the very skilled backup for the rest of the season uh, and James Cook and he split time behind Zamir White. Uh, Keith Marshall called and said, hold my beer. Okay. I don't, who are, who are you calling yeah. Keith Marshall in this situation? <laughs> both, it- both Keith Marshall <laughs> and Zamir White. They're both the same in my book. Okay. Here's I that's that a worse take you won't find. No. Than that take no. right there. Look, here's here's why. Here's why I say that because we had at the beginning of the year we were both I I had I had come down from my last year's take on Zamir White that said please look up. Please for the love of all that's good and holy look up when you are going towards the line of scrimmage to find out where you need to break it. And Zamir was, he shows glimmers and then he falls back to his old ways. Um I can't do it anymore. I am off the roller coaster. I'm not off Zeus as having a good that very well could be. I'm with you. There's a possibility, albeit slighter in my mind, that we will come back and have a public apology to make. But I'm just off the roller coaster. I don't want it anymore. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to play with it. Get it away from me. Give me Cook, Milton, and Kenny all day long, and I'm more than happy. I'm fine with this rotation, Daniel. And so Three by this week, no, he'll be two. But by the end of the year, yeah, I think he could be on the same level as Kenny McIntosh as it pertains to rotation. Um, so I, I want to voluntarily step off of the Zamir White roller coaster. Can, can I do that? Is that a possibility for me to do? Uh, Clint, I, I might be willing to wager. No, here we go. That Zamir White finishes with more rushing yards. I'm sure that he finishes with more rushing yards than the third and fourth leading rushers on the team combined. I'm sure. Well, if he's but if he's I, the fourth leading but, rusher on this team, he gets double dipped. So he, I he. I might tell you that I'll give you any two running backs rushing yards for the season against Zamir Whites. I he's going to lead this team in rushing yards, and it and it won't be close, Clint. Got no it. one will be within two hundred yards of him at oh. the end of the season. Oh, 
Yeah, let's uh, sure. Give me Milton and uh, McIntosh. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Well, I didn't say no. Two people will be within two hundred yards of him. Just so we're clear. What well, <laughs> I said. I said no. It won't, no running back will be within two hundred yards of him. And I might be willing to say that he would he would beat any other two. I see I, I'm saying. nervous about how saying. many yards Kendall Milton is going to get this year. But I will certainly give you Kendall Milton plus 200 yards against Samir White if you would like to make that wager. Right now, Kendall Milton is behind 130 yards. Samir has 266 on the year. Kendall Milton has 134. Yep. So uh, from here, all you need Kendall to do is, is hold serve, maintain. keep it even. That's right. I would gladly give you Kendall Milton plus 200 yards. I'm Gladly. getting Kendall Milton on the ascension. You're getting Zamir White on the descent. Mm-hmm. And you yeah, say that's Gladly. what you think. That's what you think. You think it's descension. That's why we're making this bet. Um just That's uh, why I'm luring you in. <laughs> just more like, facts. Just more facts like, that like what? Like Gary on a park bench. Oh, just luring you look, in. Like you understand. Look, you understand what we're doing? Look, no, I no. It's Stop a, telling me that you're. The, we look. We said at the beginning of this podcast, we're not luring you behind a paywall, but to a park that's bench. Correct. We will lure you. That's to correct. Place. Okay, great. Um, uh, more stats for uh, the listener. Kendall Milton has 21 carries to Zamir White's 64. Zamir White is 4.2 rushing yards per um, rushing yards per attempt. Kendall Milton is 6.4. Um, Daniel, I'll take that bet. I'll take Kendall right. Milton let's, plus 200 for the rest of the year. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Um, it's on record. Hey, we're going to come back with one more fact or fiction to wrap up. All right, Clint. Um, let's do two. Let's do two quick ones. Okay. You ready for the end here. Give it to me. Yesterday, we talked about yards per play, the yards per play statistic. Now, right. in case you, the listener, we're unsure whether or not I'm I'm correct that yards per play translates into wins and national winning fo- winning football. Let me just reiterate the uh, yards per play from 2019 season. Number one, Alabama. Yep. Number two, LSU. Oh. Number three, Oklahoma. Number four, Clemson. How'd they do? Number the five, Ohio State. Yep. There you go. Okay. So that's the top five, kids. Some might say that's a trend. Okay, that's uh, that's trending in the right direction. Uh, we said that uh, currently Georgia sits at 60th in the nation. The Pac-12 hadn't even played yet, Clint. Oh my Do you understand what I'm saying? The Mountain West hasn't even played yet, and we're already 60th. So really, we're probably 65th or 70th. Once some of those teams get in there. Okay. 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 So now here's my fact or fiction. In 2019, Mm -hmm. Georgia finished tied for 46th in the nation in yards per play. Tied for 46th. We're currently at 60th. (sighs) Does Georgia find a way to finish in the top 40 in the nation? In yards per play this season, Clint. Yes. Fact, Daniel. Okay, then you better tell me how. How? How do we do it? I'll tell you how right now. First and foremost, 
don't think that the passing game is how you go ahead and get huge chunk yards alone. Okay. The, the mm. emergence of Kendall Milton. Uh, we are high okay. on him going forward. Yes, we are. Uh, Both so, of us, just to be clear. Again, two things can be true I, at the same time. Um, yep. Um, and if Zamir White, if that if if that bar raises and Zamir White raises because he is over 200 yards past that, that can only be good things for Georgia. Great, fantastic. We have an all-world wide receiver talent-wise who is underperforming right now, and we have tight ends that aren't utilized, and Setson Bennett uh, can either – regress and get the heck out of the game or get better. I don't think he's going to stay the same and we continue having status quo on offense. So either a new quarterback or a reinvigorated Stetson is what we're going to have with two running backs that clearly are head and shoulders above the rest of the SEC, Daniel and Jorge who turns it on and Washington who gets more catches and Burton who doesn't drop everything in the world. Um, I, I think that's how we, we get it. We, we've, figure out those pieces and move forward. Yeah, I think it's I think the word that I keep coming back to with this offense is rhythm. This offense just it needs some rhythm. It needs to get things clicking. There's no problem with spreading the ball around. You don't have no. to have go-to guys. You don't have to have guys that that rush for 100 yards or catch for 100 yards. Uh they get, you know, 8 or 10 catches every game. You could spread the ball around, that's fine, but what the offense needs is some consistent, continued rhythm. Darnell Washington Clint, um, he's got one catch on the year. That's right. You understand what we're saying here. That's not that's not great. I think you're gonna need to see him continue to develop. You're gonna need to see guys like Marcus Rosemead continue to develop. You're gonna need to see George Pickens, as you said, turn it on. J- Jermaine Burton, we know, is going to uh he's going to turn it on. He's oh, going he gonna, to he's gonna light somebody up on that stat sheet real quick. One hundred percent. He is going to bust off a sixty yarder here quick. Uh so I agree with you. I think it's fact as well. And I think what the offense needs is some sustained rhythm. Is that with Stetson Bennett? Is that with another guy? We don't know. But uh, we both agree. Fact on that. Uh, Daniel, I'm going to finish out the podcast by saying this. Fact or fiction, our defense will not give up more than 15 points in one game for the remainder of the regular season. Fact or fiction, just to give you a little bit of context, uh, the rest of our season looks like this. Kentucky, Florida, fingers crossed, get your act together, Florida, for the love of all that is good and holy. Uh, Missouri, Mississippi State, South Carolina, and Vanderbilt. Any one of those games, we give up more than 15 points. That That's a... The question was, our defense will not give Correct. up more than 15 points. And Correct. That's fiction. That's fiction. We will. We who, absolutely will. Who are we giving up more than 15 to? Uh, Florida. We will give up more than 15 points to Florida. You think that game's going to be like uh, 29-22? I don't think that game's going to be 29-22, no. Okay. But I do think that Florida... Will score twenty, yeah. I do think that that Florida will score in the twenties against us. Uh, I I think that there's a chance that either Missouri or South Carolina could also score fifteen points against this Georgia defense. Either one of those teams getting seventeen points would not surprise me against this Georgia defense. Look, I like the defense. We all have a sour taste in our mouth. It will be great 
to see us come out against Kentucky tomorrow and just beat the come tar on. out of somebody. That's what we need to see to get us back, to get us rolling, to get the mojo back and going. But as of right now, yeah, I, I do believe that the defense will will have a will have some games where they give up. Maybe not 20 to anyone but Florida, but more than 15, yeah, I could see that happening once or twice. No, this is – we ain't giving up more than 15, Daniel, the whole rest of the season. That's – he back. He back. Nicobe, Monty, Campbell, Jermaine. Sure, bring in Nolan. Sure. I believe in you, bro. Sure. Aziz, Jordan, uh, Tyndall. By the way, real quick news. Uh, um, we didn't talk about this on Wednesday – uh, Chris Smith getting run at safety, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we like Chris Smith. Wow. Come on. Come mm-hmm. on. We, we've we been on this podcast before. Just a mm-hmm. little, little pat on the back there. Chris uh, Smith will not literally knock your head off. No. But he might cover a wide receiver. That's all. That's all we're saying. That's all we want him well, to hold do. Up. Hold up. Literally <laughs> be near a wide receiver trying to catch the ball. That's, Literally. That's fascinating coaching there, Daniel. I don't know. That's some newfangled coaching. I've never heard such things before. Uh, but no, give me this defense. I believe we write the ship. We don't give up 15 the rest of the year. Uh, hey, this has been Lockdown Bulldogs on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the game tomorrow. We'll be back on Monday to recap Kentucky and look ahead to the post Halloween. World's largest cocktail party. We'll be back on Monday to do that. Join us then, won't you? See ya.